Hi, everybody. On today's podcast with God's Best for Your Life, we have an amazing special guest, Mercedes Bilo, to share with us about worry and anxiety and how not to do that. Stay tuned. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. So hello, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about worry and with all the things that have been going on in society with politics and with the virus and with everything it's a very now topic and so today we've got a special guest our our, our good friend mercedes bilo has come in to spend some time with us and talk with us and so uh we're really happy that you're here and uh, we're really grateful that that you take your time out of your day to be with us and so thank you she also is uh the head of her own ministry so why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we get started? Well, my ministry is, well, first of all, hi, everybody. I'm Mercedes. <laughs> and um, my ministry is called Victory Over Chaos. And it is designed um, to help women in, in particular, although the gentlemen are welcome. Um, but it's designed to help um, build someone's belief in God to uh, reduce the level of fear that they have in their life. And when we do that, that helps us to live more um, in a life of freedom. And so I've been actually been doing it for since 1993. Wonderful. And um, but now I'm taking it to another level. And it's my honor to be here to talk to you today about worry, which is a pretty intense subject for the moment. So when did you first learn about worry and and be able to understand that it wasn't something that was going to be a really good thing. No, forget forget the um, uh, everything you learned about scripture and and mm-hmm. faith and all those kinds of things. But when's the first time you ever really understood worry as this external force, this thing outside of yourself, an option? Yes. Well, um, it actually happened when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a multi-generational home. My father's parents lived with us. My grandmother was what we would call a worry wart. Mm-hmm. Everything was a big deal. Drama, drama, drama. And she worried about everything, whether you know the business would go right, whether I would get an A on my test, what, whatever <laughs> it was. She was the consummate worry wart. And to me... Um, not not really understanding the spiritual side of things, but just for me personally, I thought that is such a waste of time because all of her energy was placed in that one particular worry and it was constant. When you say energy, you're talking about like her, just everything she had to offer, you know, like all of her emotions and, and her... Her, time. Her, her will, her, her energy, and, and all that, you know, just the, everything that you have at that moment. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. She would use um, all of her thought processes, and she would, um, by the end of the day, I could see that she was, like, totally drained mm. from all of the things that she was concerned about. And my grandfather um, was in business, and so naturally, just by the course of having a business, you have different concerns, okay? But she would take it to the ultimate end 
of constant worry. And so by the end of the day, she was had no energy. Oh. You could you could just tell in her face and in her demeanor. And it actually began to affect her life as she got older. So did you kind of struggle with the same things for a while before you, again, before you learned anything about how to resist it or how to walk in victory with it? Did you have your own kind of battles with it? Um, I had some as I, you know, as a child, but I eventually just made the decision that I don't have time for this. I don't have time for worry. I can't fix everything. I'm not in control of everything. Boy, that's a key and, because a lot of people don't realize that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'm a problem solver by nature. And so for me, I'm trying to look for the solution. And I think about the issue. So you would sit there and just kind of whittle away at it and say, and try to look at it from every side yes. and see, gosh, there's got to be a way mm-hmm. to solve this. And, and I, need to, I need to figure that out. Yes. Is that the same thing as worrying, would you say? It's, um, well, it's the more positive side mm-hmm. of worry. Because when you worry, you're looking at all the negative things that go on in that particular situation and you begin to compound things. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to resolve the situation, you're looking more positively, sort of like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. How do I find, how do I put the puzzle together? Does that action wear you out too as well? Um, not as much because with every little piece of the puzzle, Mm -hmm you're resolving the situation. Well, I guess it depends on how you're choosing to solve it, right? So, and we're going to talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think think what I'm hearing is that we have to take our, the the will and the intellect and the, uh, that God has given us and apply the right tools to it as opposed to just mentally chewing on it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. We want to try to resolve the situation, um, as quickly as we can. And some some solutions, once you figure out, do I have control? Number one, do I have control over this? I think that's key. And yeah. then you, you say, okay, no, I don't. You know, and then, okay, do I have control over it? Well, I do to a certain extent. So then you think about, okay, what part of it what can do I, I what control? can I do? Yes. Yeah. What can I do? What do I control? Do all that can we can do? do and then Exactly. And then Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And then for me personally, if I once I start thinking about it and resolving those issues that I can resolve, then I just dump the rest. Because when I spend more time on that, knowing knowing that I can't control it that just drains me and it exhausts me and it frustrates me. And why would I, why should I expend my energies on that if I have no control over it? So if you were going to talk to, you know, someone or a group of ladies about, uh, about this, there reaches a point where you have to suddenly realize, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm worrying. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas before it's kind of invisible. That's true. You know, the enemy likes for it to be invisible. That's he likes true. to operate in secret. Mm-hmm. And and so 
what is the best way or, or what, what, what's, the, what's something, a sign or, or a symptom or whatever that you would recognize or be able to help them understand that they're worrying and maybe they don't know it yet? Well, usually I, f- I find um, that people, and, I, and I've talked to ladies about this, and they begin to feel heavy. They begin to feel exhausted. Fatigued, yeah. They're very fatigued. And so my suggestion to them is, okay, when you start to feel that way, you need to stop. And you need to think about what the heck is going on? Who's doing what? Who's saying what? How can I respond to those things? And if you don't have, if it's not your uh, position to take care of that, then you need to learn to back away and let the other person um, handle it themselves because there's just so much we can do. And, um, and I know for myself, one of the things that I learned years ago um, was about my covenant with God. And once I understood that God is the senior partner of the covenant and I'm the junior partner of the covenant, I'm only responsible for certain things, certain components, because I'm not God. I don't see everything. I don't understand everything. And that's not my job. So that would be very helpful for people who, let's say, were feeling guilty um, because they um, feel like they haven't done enough. Yes, yes. And when I explain that um, to the ladies, uh, it's almost as if they're having an epiphany. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like a V8 moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? they, they don't. They have a look of surprise on yeah, their face. Yeah, they have a delight. Yes. yes, and oh gosh, I don't have to do everything. But having said that, once they realize that, Now they have to put into practice the habit or developing the habit of recognizing the signs. And that's where the habit comes in, where the choice comes in. And the not being on autopilot is Mm -hmm. what Greg and I call it, or not being asleep. You know, Paul calls it being sober, be vigilant, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's the part, that's our part of this as the junior partner. Yes, (laughs) yes, very much so. Yeah, because we do have we do have a job and we do have a responsibility um, to things that happen to us, and the the challenge is beginning to see the signs mm-hmm. of the issue, and that takes time. It's a process of learning, but the more you begin to see the signs of oh, I'm getting tense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a headache. Oh, I'm get you know. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. <laughs> Yeah, which is a big one. So yeah, because it's it's really it's it's neat to hear about some of these different characteristics. Because again, we go through our lives somewhat consumed with it, mm-hmm. right? You know, we're trying to make sure that we know what we're trying to do and and trying to pull it off and trying to be good at it. Uh, and occasionally, we we find ourselves fatigued, and so fatigue would be a really good first sign. If I know Sharon and I, uh, we, we we learned that. Uh, a lot of it having to do with the where worry worry is a, is a bait that mm-hmm. the enemy uses to to create to create strife in our life and then thus make us ineffective. Yes. And then what happens is life keeps going even when you're in strife, and you still have to do all the things. <laughs> 
and and so you get you get in this situation where you're where you're not walking in in God's peace for your life, and then you're trying to still do all the things. Yes. And so you're you're kind of it's like it's like tying your hands together and trying to trying to make a cake. You know, That's you're right. like, okay, it's we I got the cake done, but it was really hard. And it took a long mm-hmm. time, and it mm-hmm. probably didn't turn out near as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well, very cool. So, um, so what are some practical steps that you can take to stop worrying and start trusting God over these specific areas that you may be struggling with? Well, the first thing that you have to consider is, um, how much do you trust God? Mm-hmm. How much do you trust his word? Um, people have a lot more trust in a light switch than they have in God and what God says he will do. Mm. And a lot of that, I believe, comes from the fact that they they know what the Word says, they know what God has promised, but they don't have belief. Their belief scale is very, very low. So it goes back more to them paying attention to what they see or what they feel instead and yes. putting their faith in that. Yes. Which actually is is, is can turn to fear. Yes. really easily yes. because the our circumstances will change mm-hmm. you know and if you're trying to um to rest on that you're going to be unstable yes and and the word tells us that we're supposed to believe in the things that we can't see mm-hmm. and for some people that's very hard to do to put their belief in something that's unseen or something that's not tested so rather than let, let, let's say someone's struggling with this big, huge mountain of debt or a big, huge mountain of health issues or um, a big, huge mountain of unsaved loved ones. Rather than tackling that huge mountain head on first, is there something that they can do maybe to help encourage them in their faith and to grow their faith? Well, in order to understand what God says about things, you have to read the word. Mm-hmm. Now, there are, um, uh, you know, your, your pastor may be talking about certain things from the pulpit, so you listen to your pastor. Um, there may be um, a, you know, uh, a man or woman of God whose position, their speech you trust, you can listen to them too, and they will give you insight, and they may give you guidance. You mean like a teacher, like or, a teacher, or like a, somebody like Joyce Meyer, yes. or something like that, or a yes. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> or a podcast. A podcast. Yes, yes. yes. Um, but it's true. You, it's it's good to have those different resources, as long as those resources are lined up with the word. Absolutely. But the real crux of the matter is. You can't live off of somebody else's revelation. You have to have your own revelation from the Holy Spirit. So how would you how would you recommend someone go about getting their own revelation? Well, they need to start reading the word. Now, you know, reading the Bible can be very overwhelming for people. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, we do have some tools such as a devotional. In a devotional, it just takes one area of the word, tells you the scripture, and then there's usually a comment or a story or something there to help you understand what God's trying to impart to you. 
through that scripture. Mm-hmm. Are there any that you have used that have been particularly valuable? Um, I like Jesus Calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Joyce Meyer's devotionals. She's really good. Um, I actually have a whole stack of them, so to really pick one. But, <laughs> but they're those all good. Two, they're all good. <laughs> you know, for me, I, um, you know, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in when I wake up in the morning. Sure. Oh, I think I'll listen to, you know, so-and-so, Christine Kane, or I'll listen to, you know. Um, but those are, those provide the Bible, the Word of God, in small increments. And when you read the devotional, that opens your eyes as to what God is saying, and then you can go from there. If it's really speaking to you, which we hope it does, if it's really speaking to you, then you can actually go to the Word and read the chapter. Yeah, that's good. That is referenced by that particular devotional. And you kind of slowly get into reading the word, and mm-hmm. then you slowly begin to realize, oh, God really does have something to say to me. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and the word itself tells us that faith comes by hearing, and I hearing hear by it. the word of God. Yes. So the natural byproduct of reading the Bible with an open heart is faith. Exactly. Exactly. And and it's through faith that we're able to do all the things that we either need to do or we should do, and to follow the path that God has for us. We're not really going to understand our purpose in life if we don't hear from God so he can direct our path, direct think, our steps. I think what you said there was really important. You know, you were, you were saying that you were talking about our purpose, our identity, mm-hmm. and that that's what the enemy likes to attack. He And so he'll do it kind of in an offhanded way, He'll get us into worry, self-care, and then um, that way it becomes harder for us to hear God because we're just being consumed yes. with worrying about the situations that, that we're concerned about instead of, of getting in the Word and being able to have that clarity because the, one of the great things about reading Scripture is it kind of clears up, you know, it's like you ever been in a car and you first get in there and maybe it's a little cold outside and then your windows start fogging up. Mm-hmm. So you have to turn on the defroster and then after 5, 10, 15, 30 seconds or whatever, depending on how, how cold it is, right? <laughs> how good your defroster is. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it just magically just clears right in front yes. of your eyes. And that's what it's like to read when you read scripture, especially when you're in such a place of need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why um, uh, having some, some scriptures memorized helps a lot because it's like always having your Bible with you. That's so true. I wanted to add one more thing to, to further expound oh, okay. kind of what, Mercedes was saying, and that's I, I what I see the principle here is when God created Adam in the garden and even the garden, He gave them the um, the natural. It's the natural way of our spirit to when we receive the Word of God, it produces faith. Yes, right. So it it's does. it's it's the kind of of seed that we allow in our hearts produces a fruit. Mm-hmm. And the and and the seeds of the word of God produce the fruit of faith and joy and peace and all the fruit of the spirit that that it mentions in Galatians five, but also I think um, in your blog you mentioned that that can be perverted and twisted as you receive the seeds of the world as you receive the seeds of a negative report and and when you meditate on it what you're doing is you're replanting repropagating those seeds yes so you're taking the fruit off of that evil plant and planting it back in your in your heart again so you get another 
So you get another plant and then another plant. And then all of a sudden it takes over your heart with this fear instead of having this faith. And it's so easy for us to choose instead to, to, to avoid the worry Mm -hmm. and to plant the seeds of, of the word of God. Is that correct? Yes. That, that's a very common, um, process. And that's why, well, that's why the word tells us that we need to renew our mind every Mm -hmm. day. You mm-hmm. need to be in the word in some capacity every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have, I have people that will say, well, I can't be in the word every day. I can't read the word every day. Um, well, yes, you can. You know? <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, even if all you do is just put stuff on three by five cards and have well, it littered all over the house, yeah. you know, next to a light switch on the fridge, wherever. Right. That that will sustain you. Yeah. Absolutely. Sticky yeah. notes. Yeah. Sticky, sticky notes. notes. Yeah. This is why God invented sticky notes. Three <laughs> <laughs> okay. M was just a byproduct. Of exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. But it's you know it's a situation where um, you don't have to be in the Word for two hours, four hours. You don't have to do that. Oh, that's you know, how powerful Greg, the Word of God is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just as Greg was saying, you can put those note cards or you can put those sticky notes um, or you can now with technology. Oh, my gosh, I love technology. (laughs) You can listen while you're driving in your vehicle. You can listen to a podcast. You know, while you can even listen to what is that Bible app that you can have it played? Just read the Bible to you. I did did that this morning. You know, I I did. I, I, I have a. I, I do two main uh, plans. I were going through the New Testament and the Old Testament in a year. And uh, this morning when I first woke up, grabbed my phone and just had it read mm-hmm. me. And it was uh, today was First uh, uh, John 2. Mm-hmm. And, and I had it read it to me a couple of times. And, uh, and then I, I was able to, to, to move on. But, you know, I do that so that, mm-hmm. that that's the first thing, you know. Oh, that's what it, what, and and yeah. you can do that as you go to bed at night. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what? You've got three minutes. To, fl- to yeah, flip open your Bible exactly. and read yes. a book in John, yeah. 1 John. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I actually um, have um, have it so that when I go to bed, I um, have a, re- um, a reading, an audio book ah. on the Bible, and I just pick the chapter that I want, the book that I want, and I let it play all night. Oh, neat. While, you know, so I'm going to sleep with it, the word playing. Oh, if neat. I wake up in the middle of the night, the word's playing. Nice. When I wake up in the morning, the word's how does, playing. How does Jack feel about that? <laughs> That's her husband. Well, fortunately, I found out, yeah, it wouldn't be very good. But <laughs> fortunately, I found out that if I can use my tab, if I use my tablet, I can um, adjust the volume and then I slide my tablet. I have it in, in oh, a case. Yeah. I slide it under my pillow so he doesn't hear anything oh, at all. Awesome. And I'm listening to the oh, word, awesome. you know, while I'm sleeping. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I imagine that has to affect your dreams. Oh, it does. <laughs> that's it that's does. a neat idea. Yeah. And I, and I find that um, when I do do that, um, I wake up less often oh. than if I don't. Oh, wow. wow. That's an amazing thing. You have peaceful thing. sleep. Yes, I do. And I've been doing it for years. Oh, Dif- what a different technology, yeah. techniques, but sure. yes, I've been doing it for a long time. What yeah. a smart, what a smart I've, woman! I've done that too many times, where I'll put the Bible app on and just say play, and it'll just it'll play the whole thing. Uh-huh. And I'll put one ear earbud uh-huh, just in, just one little plug in. Uh-huh, yeah, and I I'll do that there. too. Problem is, is, I usually turn over in the middle of the night and yank it off the, <laughs> the nightstand, and boom! <laughs> yeah. And Sharon wakes up and <laughs> forgives me, of course, yeah. immediately. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there there are a lot of different different ways that you can um, 
bring the word into your into your heart from your head to your heart and and another thing is that um they uh, there are actually books called the promise small little books you know maybe 2.99 or whatever mm -hmm. um but they they call them uh, the promises of god and the contents of the book is by topic so if you're dealing with anger right now, or you're dealing with fear, or you're dealing with finances or health or whatever the situation may be, you can go to your promise book and open it and there'll be scriptures there that relate to that particular topic. And that gives you um, a quicker uh, way of finding the scriptures that you need at the moment and then you can use those scriptures to deal with whatever the situation might be. Might so be. If, if someone was going to look for that book on, say, Amazon, what would they search for? The Promises book? Um, yeah, something something titled The Promises of God um, would work. You'd, you'd be able to find it. You can just Google it, too, and, okay. and something will come up. Okay. You know, and, um, and every bookstore and Amazon will have it, and Barnes & Noble has it, and you know, but I've, I recommend that a lot to people, especially when they're trying to um, begin to read the word for different things so that it gives them a quick way of finding the scripture that pertains to whatever that particular issue might be. Awesome. Greg and I like to use prayers that avail much for that oh, same thing. Oh, I love thing. that. Because at the end yes. of every prayer. Fact, she just came out with a new edition. And I bought it, and it was specifically for dealing with the season of COVID nineteen or COVID eighteen or nineteen. Nineteen. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. what year is it? Yes. How long have we been doing this? Um, and so I, she wow. had a picture of it on her Twitter feed, and I said, "Hey, is this a new version?" She said, "Yeah." And I go, "Where is it?" She goes, "Amazon." So I went and bought it. Oh, and, amazing! Uh, yeah. So it's it's just it's a little teeny thing, but it's 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 specific prayers to really uh, dig into when during this time when things are just so crazy. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of the when she first started out, she had the like book one and book two. Yeah, and, I remember that. And I had, yeah, I yeah, had those books. And, yeah, and her her utilization of scripture and mm -hmm. the prayers that so powerful. that she creates are yeah, so we're, powerful. Yeah, we're talking about Jermaine Copeland. Oh yes, yeah, her Sorry. name is Jermaine Copeland. <laughs> and uh, in case you're interested, you can get those on Amazon, and we highly recommend those. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. They're just they're they're phenomenal. It's prayers that available. If you much. really if you're serious about walking in freedom in any area mm -hmm. of your life. And this this is the the tool for for you. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it's, that. It's a great it's a great series also for study, right? So mm -hmm. yes. you go look up all the scriptures that make up each prayer and mm -hmm. stuff like that's an excellent 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 reference. Yes, yes. So going back to the topic of worry, um, as we're learning about how 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 walking in worry and and doubt is a sin and and that that separates us from God's perfect plan for our lives. Mm -hmm. um, is God mad at us because we, we struggle with that, do you think? Um, no, he's not. Um, it's, um, God is, is, a very, is very loving and very caring, and he knows that we make mistakes. There was only one person that was perfect, and that was Jesus Christ. Yeah. We are not perfect. We can work towards being more holy and and. Follow, you know, learn how to better follow God's path and God's word, but we are not perfect. And, um, you know, God is also our father. Okay. And if you think about you, your relationship with your children, 
Okay. Your children know they're not supposed to possibly. Okay. Everybody's house is different. Okay. But <laughs> in you your know. house, your, your children knew what? <laughs> exactly. They knew don't run around in the house. You want to run around. It's a nice day. We go outside. Okay. Um, but the reason most parents will say, you know, let's not run in the house is because there's furniture in the house. It's not an empty structure. Okay. And they want you to be safe. And when you run, sometimes you bump into the table and the lamp falls and breaks. Okay. Um, well, that happens. Your parents know that happens. They're not real happy at the fact that you were not very obedient at that time. <laughs> okay. But their main concern is, are you okay? Did you hurt yourself? Yeah. No. Okay. If there's more than one child, they might ask, mm, who knocked the lamp over? <laughs> okay. That turns into yeah. a detective story. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the main idea is that, yes, you were running in the house. So you were being disobedient. Yes, you broke the lamp. But... Your parents love you just like God loves you. And if you say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Um, I, I forgot. I forgot. Or, or <laughs> I, you know, um, I'm sorry. Uh, I won't do it again. Um, then you forgive them. And it moves on. And God's like that. He knows that we are not perfect. He knows that we make mistakes. But God, even with that, God forgives you. You go to him and you say, yeah, I know I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have planned to do that. I shouldn't be thinking about that. You know, I'm sorry. And then you, he forgives you. And then you can ask the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, help me not to lie anymore. Help me not to do whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And the Holy Spirit will help you. Every time you think about, well, you know, blah, blah, he'll go, eh, you might not want to do that. Yeah. You might want to just do something else. And sometimes and, I've noticed that um, the prayer isn't, for me at least, isn't, Lord, help me not to do this. It's, Lord, help me not to want to do this. Yes. And that too. <laughs> because, yes. Because sometimes I don't really mean, don't help me to do, help me not to do this. <laughs> Yes. Because I, I'm, and so the real prayer has to be, Lord, change my heart exactly. and help me to remember who I really am. Because exactly. who I really am doesn't want to do that. Right. You know, you talked about being holy a little bit earlier. And um, God says for us to be holy or perfect, even as he is holy and perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we kind of get that twisted as to why he tells us that. Um, I think in our a religious context, we think, well, he wants us to be holy so that we'll be acceptable. But the New Testament tells us we are already made accepted in the beloved, which mm -hmm. is in Jesus. Right. So that's not it. What he wants us to do is to be holy and perfect so that we can perfectly reflect his character so that the rest of the world that doesn't know him can get to know him through the reflection they see in us of his goodness. Exactly. You know, and I think, and, and, and worry clouds up that mirror. You know, Greg mm -hmm. was talking about the defroster right. in, the, in the car and that worry clouds up our vision and then it clouds up other people's vision of of the goodness of God. You know, if if God's own children don't trust him, how are the how's the world going to trust him? They're like, "Well, you don't trust God, so he must not be trustworthy because you say you actually know him." Yeah. You know, exactly. so we have to reflect 
the, what the, the truth of the fact that God is good, that God loves us. God is going to take care of us. God is going to work all things out to our good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it says in Romans eight twenty eight. And, um, Greg has had numerous, uh, occasions just even this week to reach out to people and encourage them with Romans eight twenty eight, and say, you know what? Cause right now the, the, our circumstances in our country and in the world are pretty scary. They're pretty mm-hmm. shaky right now. Yes. But we get to trust God. We get to show the world. No, it's well, okay. We have the option to trust God. Whereas yeah, we have the choice. Yeah. The unbelievers don't exactly. know. They don't have that choice. Mm-hmm. They, all they can do is worry. All they have is what they can do themselves. Yes, all yes. they can do with what they can do. And so how rich it is to have more than that, you know, and, and, and that's why we should always be looking to share that hope with others. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be verbal because, um, it, it tells us, Paul tells us that they will, they will ask us about how we are so calm. They will Mm -hmm. ask us about this, 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 this awe and this joy that's within us. You know, if we're exhibiting, we're not worried. We're, we're trusting God. Everything's going to turn out fine. They're going to be drawn to that, first of all. And then they're going to ask you, how are you not upset? Right. Why aren't you walking around like the sky's falling, like Chicken Little? What's mm-hmm. What do you have that I don't have because I need it right now? Well, and usually what I find out is is even even amongst believers and people that I know, it's what they're meditating on. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're spending a lot of time watching the news or on social media and they're trying and they're digesting all that information, mm-hmm. they're planting seeds, mm-hmm. and they're not planting seeds of that are going to produce a good harvest mm-hmm. because you know, unless unless God's called us to go off and, and run for office or. Um, uh, or or start some kind of organization or that kind of thing that's going to be beneficial for for mankind in order to achieve some of these political ends. You need to trust God and you need to back off. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all you're doing is 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 making yourself ineffective mm. as a you person. Are. You yes. are. I yes. think that's a good point. Yes. And and the other thing is that um, when we choose the wrong thing, um, when we go against God's word. And we, um, we go to him and we say, you know, I'm sorry, um, I shouldn't have done that, please forgive me. The other part of him forgiving us is also the fact that he chooses not to ever remember it mm. again, mm. okay? And that is, that's a very um, unique experience because... When you're dealing with humans, whether they're Christian or they're not Christian, you may say, I'm sorry, and they say, well, okay, I forgive you. But some of them really don't. They just say that, and then somewhere along the line in your life and your connection with that person, it comes back up again, okay? And it can lead to bitterness sure. if it's not, you know, if it's not stopped. And we don't have to ever worry about that with God. Because he, it's gone. Once he forgives you, he never thinks about it again. You know, and the other thing is that um, God's love for us is not dependent on our actions. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's not dependent on that. And it's um, it's one of those things where, um, yes, there are consequences for sin for when you do something wrong um but 
even with those consequences, um, you know that God has forgiven you and that he's still going to be with you when you go through those consequences, whatever they might be. And so, um, you know, we, we need to realize and understand that God knows who we are. He knew us before we were even in the womb, and he knows our whole story. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, just that thought uh, kind of helps us to not be concerned about whether or not God's going to forgive us, mm-hmm. you know, or, or still love us if we've done something wrong. Yeah, it's, and it's good to meditate. And that's something that can become a worry. Yes. <laughs> so there's the answer again to go back and plant the word of God. What does mm-hmm. God's word say about yeah, that? Exactly. So you, I mean, something that we all as, as believers, if we want to grow and want to mature, we have to at some point stop relying on how we feel about things. And we have to start be choosing to believe what the word of God says yes. is true for you right now, regardless of what you see, what you feel, what you've heard from your family, what you've yes. reasoned in your mind. If it's contrary to the word of God, it doesn't have to control you and it's not true. Right. So let's pivot off a little bit and let's talk about how we can recognize the difference between operating out of fear and worry and using wisdom in a dangerous situation. Because I think there's a little bit of a gray area there because it can come across as if you're being flippant or that you're being foolhardy when you're not worrying over a situation, especially when, like you talked about, your grandmother was a worry wart. Mm -hmm. So... That's what, that's what other people see. And that's, people equivocate that with love. People equivocate worry with um, actually taking care of something. So how do you make that distinction? Well, worry is, worry robs you. And it, um, and if we're dealing with a dangerous situation, um, we want to, instead of worry, learn to use wisdom and good judgment. Because worrying about, as I said before, if we worry about it, you're bringing in all the negativity that's involved with that particular situation. And negativity doesn't help at all. So we want to um, take a look at, well, aside from, you know, what can I do? What, how can I change it? Um, and Jesus was a pretty good advocate of using wisdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, the word even tells us that we should seek wisdom when we have issues. And, um, and that wisdom is the principal thing in our lives. And so um, we want to um, use it 
to learn how not to, to learn how not to worry. And in Luke, um, Jesus talks about not worrying. He's talking to his apostles and he's telling them not, not to worry. And he challenges them to take a look at cause and effect. What is really going on here? And um, in order to be able to make the right decision and not worry, you have to pay attention to what's going on around you. Mm. You have to see, okay, well, how did this situation develop? Did somebody say something? Did somebody create something? Um, Am I in a position to actually solve the situation that causes the worry? Mm-hmm. Um, or you, you know, you, you have to, you have to look at the signs. And I liked in, in, I like in Luke, um, 12, because Jesus uses, um, the farmer's way of thinking, the agrarian way of thinking. And he talks about how, when you see the clouds coming from the West, um, you know, oh, it's going to rain. And if you um, look at where the wind is coming from, if it's coming from the south, uh, then you say, oh, today's going to be really hot. So you're looking at the signs to see what's actually going to be transpiring. And then you can take a look at, okay, if it's going to be raining, do I need to bring the horses in? Mm -hmm. Do I need to um, make this change? Do I need to batten down the hatches if it's going to be windy? Um, Do I need to, you know, uh, put something on, you know, in his time, maybe put on another cloak that protects me from the sun because it's going to be so, so hot. So Mm -hmm. so you're talking about, again, leaning, going to what can I do Mm -hmm. in the natural uh, or with myself regarding this scenario. And and that's a positive thing because, you know, God doesn't want us just to sit around and lay around like a bump on a pickle and expect him to do everything, right? Yes. And so the, is it important is it important for people to, to, to spend a little bit of time doing that? But where does it, where does that end? Where it's not about them anymore. It's not about that they've done all they can do in the natural Right. It's like, where, where does that end where they, it turns into, okay, I, now I've done everything that I can possibly think of and I have to then trust because that, that's that gray zone that a lot of people mm-hmm. feel very uneasy about. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a decision that you have to make. You know, if you're, if you're um, trusting in God or you're learning to trust in God, you have to realize that eventually you're going to be at the end of your ability to provide any type of solution. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, you need to accept the fact that you can only go so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have to make the decision to believe that God is actually going to do what he says he's going to do. You have to learn to trust what he says. Okay. However, in order to trust him, you also have to understand, well, what does he say about certain things? So it's kind of a combination of you, you need to know the word um, and, and begin the process of learning the word so that you have something to stand on. But regardless of whether you have the word or not, because you're not going to know everything, 
you need to make the decision that I've done my part. Now I let God do it. And I trust that God is going to do what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and whenever it needs to be done, period. You have to learn to draw the line in the sand and make sure that you do everything to not cross the line and let God do his thing. Mm -hmm. And stand, even when you're reading scriptures and you're quoting the word back to God, there comes a point in time when you just stand and wait and be in agreement with what God is saying. But that's a decision that people have to make. And sometimes that is not an easy uh, way to go for people because they're used to being in control. And they like being in control because it gives them a sense of power of being in control. Well, and some people also believe that to not be doing something is to be irresponsible, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So they, it's kind of the other end of the spectrum where they're like, if I'm not actively trying to do something about this, I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm not being good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm, I'm allowing things to, to go foul when I could be at least trying to do something. Yes. But then you move into the idea of, you know, more than God and you have more power than God because you believe that you're the only one who can find the solution or, or that you even understand what to do. Exactly. You know, exactly. And that's another thing that we have to realize. We are not God. We do not know everything. <laughs> Isn't that funny that we have to learn that? <laughs> yes. Yes. You know. Well, and that's how powerful. That's how powerful your free will is. Yes. You yeah. know, your your free will, which is a, is really one of the most precious things that God has given us, mm-hmm. is is that potent. Yes. You know, and and the the fact that he's he's put his creative spirit in us, mm-hmm. it's really easy for us to run off. And do all kinds of things. Yes. yes. And yes. what's interesting is some of them actually work out, which only reinforces that, you know, the the struggle in mm-hmm. some ways. Yes. The, in fact, the it more does. success that you have in doing your own oh, thing, the, natural, yeah. The, yeah. The, the harder it is for you to learn to trust God. Exactly. Yeah. But, yes. I, but I think that there's, that it's, it is a give and take because God mm-hmm. does want you to do some things. But uh, the bottom line is it has to be submitted to God. Yes. It can't just be... It's okay, God. You can sit down. I've got this one. <laughs> That's know, when you has, get into trouble. It is, you know, and he's going to let you try, but it says pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Exactly. You know, and so when you think you've got it all taken care of and that, you know, God God can set this one out, you're in for a big a big yes. heap of trouble. Yes. And, and the other thing, too, is that pe- certain people have had issues with asking God or praying to God about certain things. And they, the results were not the results that they wanted. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when that happens, they go, well, I asked before, I prayed before, and I didn't get the result that I wanted. So God's not listening to me. God doesn't care about me. So I need to just go on and do what I can do because I can't rely on God. Yeah. And that is... Um, that is not a good road to take. And it also indicates that you, don't un- you do not understand God's character. And that's an important, important thing. And the only way that you learn about God's character is to read about God. What has God done? And begin to develop that relationship. 
And it's just like a relationship that you have with anybody else, okay? I mean, we've known each other for years, mm -hmm. okay? But through that time period, we learned a lot about each other, how we think, how we do things, you know? And, um, and it's through that development of the relationship that you mm. trust, yeah. that you begin to say, well, I don't really have to worry about this because... They've got it covered. Yeah. Like, like you know? when we were planning to do this podcast, yeah, exactly. we had a time set and I knew you'd be here. Yeah, <laughs> and you exactly. came and you showed up five minutes early, which is, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. And, and so it, it's important for people to realize that um, you, you need to spend the time developing that relationship so you can understand God. Yeah. He already knows about you. He doesn't yeah. have to understand you. You mean he's not surprised? Okay. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not surprised. Is he surprised when we sin? No, he's not even surprised no, about that. No, he's not surprised He's not a big one. Oh my gosh, did you see what they did? Did you see? Hey, exactly. come, here, come here, Gabriel, look at this. Yes. <laughs> do you believe that? I don't know what I'm going to do with this person. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so... Since that's the case, we need to spend time learning about who God is. You know, how does he how does he feel about things? Because he feels about things. You know, he's can he is looking after us, and he is um, you know providing ways for us to connect with him. And it's through that connection and developing that connection, which does take time. It's not mm -hmm. instantaneous. Mm -hmm. um, Although some people would like it to be microwavable, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, it's through that time that you build your trust. And then when things don't turn out the way that you think they should, um, it's easier to say, okay, God, I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought I it would be you. different, yeah. but I trust you. Yeah. you know. And that takes time, but it also takes dedication and discipline and you have to want to do that because it's not something that's just going to appear and um and then you have to decide do i want to spend the time with god or do i not do i want my life to be better or do i not yeah that's you really know? what you're asking that's yourself. really what you're asking yeah and and then i i always like to ask okay so What's what's my job? <laughs> what am I responsible for? Mm -hmm. So that I can do what I am responsible for. I know you're gonna take care of whatever the other stuff is, but what exactly am I supposed to be doing? Let's let's lay the plan out if we can lay the plan out. So I know, okay, I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to, you know, connect with this person. And learning to do that also comes from learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when the Holy Spirit, there were, of course, this was a long time ago, but I would wake up at like four o'clock in the morning and I'm like, why am I awake? There's nothing, there's nothing going on. Everything's, you know, kind of clear. And, and the Holy Spirit says, well, you need to pray. Okay. So who am I praying for? Ah, don't worry about that. Just pray. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I just start praying. And, you know, I mean, eventually I go back to sleep because I've prayed long enough when I'm supposed to be doing it. Yeah. 
And then within, you know, a few days or whatever, somebody will say, well, you know, I, I felt like somebody was praying for me because I had this and yeah, I had God that. God bring them to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's why I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. Well, in, in our mind goes, well, that's silly, right? I don't want to do that. I'll go back to sleep. I used to say know? that. Yeah. But then I learned. Yeah. Well, and that, <laughs> there's a purpose. It for comes this. down. Yeah. It comes there's down to that. You know, God wants to use yes. everybody. Yes, He does. Yeah. He wants to use. Yes. It's not just, you know, and, and if you're listening to this and you think that only people who stand on the platform at your church or who went to seminary or 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 have degrees or a collar around their neck uh, can be used by God, it is not true in any way. God wants to use you today in someone's life like earlier today you know I since since I knew you were coming over I didn't have time I usually I usually fix breakfast and stuff like that so instead I I was bad I went to McDonald's and we ordered food or whatever <laughs> anyway so I went to go pick it up because I'd used the app and um, the lady uh, who came out this is this really nice black lady came out to deliver it to my car and and God told pray for her so I rolled down the window and you know she thought I was just gonna get the food and um, and I said, hey, what's your name? And she goes, well, uh, my name is Riley. I said, Riley, I'm going to pray for you. Say, I never ask, is it okay if I pray for you? I just say, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then they usually just, you know, they usually bow their head and whatever. Anyway, so God directed me to pray for her. And um, she was so touched, so touched that like, in, and she walked away from the car. She started to, to glorify God. She started to be like, oh. thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's you know, awesome. She started nice. to be like, so I was able to, you know, I mean, to be honest, me getting breakfast was the smallest thing that happened at that moment, <laughs> yes. you know, and, and she walked away blessed and, and received something. And so now her face is now turned towards him, Oh, how cool! you know? And so at that moment you have to be, you have to learn to step out and do it. I, you know, I used to be really uptight about that, but I've learned, no, no, do it, go for it. And, mm-hmm. and I've never had anyone get upset at me about it. I've never yeah. had anybody. And it didn't matter where I was. I just do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether they liked it or not, I don't know. But <laughs> I've never had anyone really get after me. So I'm, I encourage you, if God tells you to pray for someone in public, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. It'll change you and it'll change them and it'll glorify him. And that's how good things happen in this place. Exactly. Exactly. And you, and you can listen. You can learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, you know. And he's, when I was first learning how to listen for the Holy Spirit, he would basically, what, what I felt was he would yell at me. <laughs> His, the, the, the tone and the, the. I think that has more to do with you than him. <laughs> it does. Well, you're a it strong does. woman and, and, and determined woman. And God's given you a fierce spirit. And so uh, that probably was so that he could learn how to get through. Yeah, yeah. But get and, through and to he, you, and, and, he and then would go, Margie. And then now and he's. I'd be like, what? Yeah. What? And now, now you're more tender, and you're listening, yeah. and, and you've developed yeah. that relationship. Yeah. And yeah. so, some people, it's like that, you know. Yeah. God gives people different spirits, and uh, His relationship with them will look different. And I think that's another uh, interesting thing. If there's people in your life that you respect. And you think, wow, they've got this really special thing with God. You can't necessarily, you can't necessarily try to make your life look like that. God wants to have a unique relationship with you because you're uniquely and wonderfully made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. He used to, like I said, he used to call me Margie. 
um, now he when he talks to me, it's Mia, which Aww. is the name that my grandchildren use for me. Yeah. But Aww. it's in a much softer tone. Aww. So I guess I've gotten to the point where I don't, you know, I don't need to have that <laughs> you know, awakening kind of you know, situation. Well, I've seen that. I've seen but, that with stronger, uh, stronger spirit people. Um, it's about submission and it's mm-hmm. about go- giving in and going along with God. Whereas with, with softer spirited people, it's about bravery. Mm. They have, they have the opposite uh, thing that God says, no, 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 I need you to step out and do something you're uncomfortable with. Yes. Yes. And, um, and hold on. And we can, we can be both at different areas yes. and oh, yes. at different oh, times yeah. in our life. So oh, yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm this person. So no, that's no, no, how no. God's yeah. going to talk to me. That'll change. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you could ha- you could be different in the morning than you are in the evening. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Hey, well, I and, point that out. Maybe the situation changes. Sure. You know, and yeah. uh, and and or again, I want to. I kind of pivot off what Sharon was just saying. I don't like to put people in boxes. No. Uh, I believe that we're a, we're a work in progress, and who I was last year is different than who I am this year. Oh, and and we hope who I am tomorrow mm. is better than who I am today. Oh, yes. Gosh, yes. And so, you know, uh, and I've seen this really be something that needed to be addressed, uh, not only in the world, but in, 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 in Christendom, because there's too much, um, there's too much world in, in a lot of those things, you know, especially the personality tests and stuff like that, which we use under the guise of trying to better understand ourselves and the people around us. But we usually put people in boxes and write them off. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the double-edged sword about it. you have to be very responsible with that and with that stuff. Yeah, and and even I mean I've taken a bajillion of those things over the sure. years, and um, and I'll read it and I'll go, well yeah that's true, but where did that come from? You know, yeah. it's like I don't I don't do that. You don't see yourself. I don't see box. myself doing well, it's that. A, it's yeah. the same thing you know, with these so. DNA with these DNA tests yes. that are all out now. Yes. Right? These companies that that tell you that they'll tell you who you are based mm. on your flesh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could do a whole goodness. podcast yes. on your identity Fact, in Christ. Oh, yes. okay. I got you. That is. Let's who not you chase are. that rabbit. <laughs> yes. Let's yes. just write that down on the topic list <laughs> That's because right. That's exactly. you're gonna you're gonna get me started on that one. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, um, so as we want to wrap this up, um, do you have any specific things that, that you want that you feel like that you really wanted to touch on that you haven't had a chance to express or an idea that the Holy Spirit shared with you that you thought, oh, this will really help somebody in regards to not worrying and walking in, in a good belief system? Well, the one thing I want to say is that you are not meant to live a life of worry, okay? God did not create you to be a worry wart. He loves you. He cares about you. Um, He gives you, whether you realize it or not, he puts people in your life to help you, to guide you, to mentor you, to um, tell you, you know, maybe you want to do something and, you know, your friend will say, what are you, out of your mind? You can't do that. You know, you need people like that. You need lots of different types of connections to help you become the person that God wants you to be. And that person does not include worry. Now, concern, yes. You know, if someone is ill, well, you're concerned, you know, and you pray for them and you, you know, send them cards and you send them flowers and to show that you are still connected to them and that you love them and you care for them. 
but it also, when you do those kinds of things and you're not worried, it gives them hope. It shows them that love is still there, that there is a, a chance, there's a, uh, an opportunity for them to be better because the right doctors are there, the right family members are there, everyone is encouraging, and that's what you want. And you want to do what you can to learn what God says about you so that you can begin to strengthen your identity in Christ. And so you will be ready to fight the enemy when he starts talking to you about trash. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a practice that one has to do. Some days you'll be great at it. Some days, not so much. But the whole idea is you want to be moving forward so that you learn more about God, develop your relationship, and acquire the tools that you need to persevere and think more about the positive, what God has planned for you, and how you can help other people reach that, and how you yourself can overcome the darts of the enemy, overcome that weariness. We are not meant to be um, burdened with um, so much anxiety and, and fear and depression. That's not our life. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be strengthening ourselves to the best that we can at the level that we are at the time to not only help ourselves to complete the path that God's given us, but to help others do the same thing. Well, we hope you guys have been encouraged and um, and and are drawing some hope and, and just excitement about your future with God and, and be encouraged to t- that you don't have to worry and that God's plans for you are even greater. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, we just ask that you would um, share it with some of your friends. Uh, and also, if you can, uh, you know, the, the podcast store that you subscribe from, if you could go write us a review or, or uh, you know, give us a rating, that would be really great. And also, we'd like to encourage you to visit our blog, uh, uh, gods-best.com. In fact, uh, Mercedes's uh, article and blog is going to be uh, on this website, and we'll be putting it there. And so there'll be there's that, and then also many other materials that we have available uh, to you that are that are there. So, but we encourage you to dig into God's word uh, and find out what God says about worry versus fear and faith, and then really, really plant that down in you. Put it on some pieces of paper. Put it around your house and and commit it to memory so that you can just kind of rattle it off. And I'm telling you, it will make a huge, huge difference for you. So uh, I'm Greg, and this is Sharon and our friend Mercedes. and, uh, And we know that you can have God's best for your life, and we're here to help.